0: Hey, what's up? This is Nathan Opposition, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle.
1: Cheers. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with Today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at Today's Boondoggle. And uh, we recently uh, launched a email account, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, you're enjoying the show, you want to see something different, you want to see certain guests on the show, you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com, and as you know, the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially, um, Boondoggle didn't escape it either, and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week, uh you can donate to our gofundme there's a you get on gofundme look up today's boondoggle we got a gofundme that'll be ongoing and um as well as a venmo you can donate if you use venmo go to venmo domain or uh, today's boondoggle and then also there's our anchor sponsorship on the anchor app anchor.fm look up today's boondoggle and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there uh As you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. It just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone, and it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, the travel accommodations. to to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, Also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment, download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcasts. Please, please. Uh, do whatever you can to support us and hope you enjoy this episode
2: Thanks. thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's boondoggle Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans you can find interesting interviews music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.
1: What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And uh, setting this interview up was quite the undertaking. But I'm happy to say that I've gotten through to San Diego, California, and I'm speaking with austin from the band the undertaking all right there's my bad dad joke out of the way
0: i love it dude uh yeah dude thanks for having us on and uh we're we're stoked to be here
1: awesome man great to have you yeah we were just talking before we went on about you guys don't have to worry about snow too much out there in san diego
0: you know we we pay for it with the sun tax uh so we 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 uh we get taxed quite a bit for living out here but yeah i've been born and raised in uh, san diego and I, I I don't uh, I don't know what I would do if I had to live in the snow. To be honest.
1: <laughs> now I had an opportunity to to visit there before I was in the Navy, and uh, I had a friend of mine that was stationed out there, and then he uh, was living in Chula Vista for a while, and, and yeah, I got, I got to come out and do some training, and then and then visit him and stuff like that um so awesome. it was it was awesome to visit i didn't have to pay any of the sun tax while i was there that's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah it's a it's but. a big military town. people don't really think of it as a military town but we have uh we have camp pendleton we have uh navy bases and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's that's a, that kind, kind of how we get our reputation for being a transplant town because there's just so many people coming in and out all the time
1: yeah yeah and uh i mean I, I'm. I wasn't sure if like you said you were born and raised out there. Then,
0: yeah. Yep. I've never lived anywhere else other than San Diego. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. So I, you you weren't part of the military family. you were just you had to deal with the military families coming in.
0: You know, actually, I'm in a place called Escondido. It's it's North County, San Diego, and it's actually not a big uh, uh, military spot like like Chula Vista and some of those places near Mesa. Like, there's some cities around here that are. Uh, More focused on military, and and Escondido is definitely one. It's like a blue collar city where there's like a lot of construction uh, uh, companies and workers because we're close to all these freeways. But, anyways, (laughs) the inner workings of San Diego.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, hey, Austin, usually when I uh, have uh, guests on, I like to get a little bit of a background on them. And we already heard that you were born and raised out there in San Diego, but do you remember originally what you wanted to be when you grew up?
0: Yeah, dude, that's actually really funny that that's what we talked about. Uh, I grew up in a uh, we're a we're a Dutch family. And so we grew up uh, in a construction. So my dad and I uh, own a construction company. So basically my whole life, like, we're fourth, I'm fourth generation contractor, and kind of just always assumed I'd be in construction. And so I I am still, uh, but doing music as well.
1: Okay, great. And then like, how old were you when you like, uh, first discovered music?
0: Um, So I'm 33, so I was born in 1987, and uh, music was kind of always a part of our family, to be completely honest. Uh, my mom, uh, uh, true to the 80s, was a jazzercise instructor, and my sisters awesome. uh, were ba- <laughs> ballet dancers, and so music was just kind of something we always had around. Um, my oldest sister is a very good piano player. And when I was seven, I cried my way out of piano lessons. Cause I just hated the teacher and didn't want to do it. And I owe like to this day, I still regret that I, I like threw a fit and never had to go to piano lessons again. Um, but then I uh, ended up playing the tenor saxophone in high school and then switched over to, to guitar and bass. But I'm a, I'm a piss poor bass player, piss poor guitarist. So I just yell into a microphone now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, but you know how to read the music and all that stuff you learned all that, those basics then while you were
0: I used to. I don't know if I could do it now.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> so did you do any kind of like uh I mean since you got into singing did you do like any anything in high school with vocals like choir or show choir stuff like that?
0: So I was always in band. We did jazz band, but I actually didn't do anything singing. Um actually that's not true but nothing officially through school through the church and stuff i was always part of like the worship team and i led worship at some point uh so it was always kind of kind of trying stuff out um but obviously that doesn't equate to what i do now um which was kind of like a happy accident in learning how to yell <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it, you know they say the primal scream is a uh is a very therapeutic and stuff too so you know whatever helps relieve oh. the stress right
0: Dude, that's what it's all about. I mean, blowing off some steam and having some fun, especially with our our music type. Uh we're aggressive and going to play fast-paced music, so there's something very visceral about like just just going full bore and and yelling at the top of your lungs for a little bit. There is a lot of uh, therapy involved with that. And then
1: like when did that uh um like was it after high school that you started transitioning towards that or did you have any other bands that you like fooled around with 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 some friends and stuff before
0: Yeah yeah actually uh the bassist I'm sorry the drummer Brent and the uh Keith one of our guitarists uh in the Undertaking now we we played together in high school and then on and off in uh in 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 college um but I've usually played bass so so in high school and post college and stuff I was always a bass player And then we formed one band where I was singing. And then there was a day in the studio when we were recording three songs a long, long time ago. And I, I kind of experimented with this different tone. And there was that moment where all three of us were like, Oh, I think I just learned how to yell.
2: (laughs)
1: Nice. And then, um, you, you were saying, uh, you did like stuff with the, with the worship team through your church and everything like that. Um, what, uh, what kind of college did you end up going to?
0: Oh yeah, so I went to uh Point Loma Nazarene University here in San Diego uh, so not only born and raised San Diego, I went to college here and then stuck around post college uh but I went to a Nazarene university which it's a you know it's a it's a Christian university but I was a business major uh going into college so, so didn't study theology or anything like that.
1: Okay, but I mean, a good school and you're able to stay connected to your roots and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I uh, I don't know if you if, if anybody out there's familiar with Point Loma, it's literally on the beach. And so it's one of actually my biggest regrets is that I took it I took for granted the fact that every day that you went onto that campus, uh, you you were literally overlooking the ocean. And so it's a beautiful location and a really uh, really good school. So yeah, I'm, I was uh, pretty fortunate to be able to go to school there.
1: Awesome. And then the business degree you kind of rolled that into your uh, contract work. I take it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, I actually went to. Um, I, I got into marketing after college, and and got a job with a marketing company. And then the recession hit in '09, and so we were we were an outsourced marketing company, and the outsour- the if companies that outsourced their marketing department. That was one of the first things that they cut when uh, when. Uh, the, the 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 stock market and the economy tank so then I went to work for my dad after that and said you know it's funny to look at the different ways you apply a business degree uh and now you're running a band you you think about doing music and uh playing shows and stuff but there's a ton of business uh that there's a massive business side to having a band too that that's that's paying dividends at this point
1: oh yeah totally and 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 unfortunately so many get in and not not with that knowledge and then they get taken for a ride by a label or a manager or promoter or whatever, you know? So it's good to have that. I, my, my daughter likes to sing and she wants to get into the music business. And I'm like, I'm like, well, you better learn the business, you know, you better go to, you know, because when, when, when you're signing contracts and you're thinking you're going to be like this, that, and the other, you got to make sure you can read the fine print or know the right people to talk to, you know?
0: Yeah and I mean it's even more complicated than that and just so actually what you just said at the very end is knowing the right people and that's what you know music is all about who you know and it was all about finding the right people and asking the right questions and so I think that that's something I've learned over the course of my um over the course of my life is just to not be afraid to ask the right questions and make connections and then uh tap those shoulders so so then that's how we met our manager. So we're managed by Joey Bradford, who's the guitarist of the used. Uh, he's he's up in San Diego as well. So we have a, a bunch of mutual connections. And then it just turned out one time we hit him up to master one of our singles before we signed with Solid State. And then that relationship kind of dovetailed into him managing us. So we're about to sign. A, 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 we're like working on this contract and even us and like, with careers and jobs and businesses and being familiar with some contract stuff, music, a record label contract, like a whole different beast. (laughs) And so just being able to tap on Joey's shoulder and have him run it past lawyers and stuff like, yeah, there's a lot of decisions there that you don't really anticipate when you're like, Oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna start a band and, uh, you know, print some merch, play some shows, maybe sign a record deal, but you're talking about managing money uh, An inventory with merch you're talking about, you know signing contracts and yeah, I think a lot of people when they get into the music industry They're not fully prepared to uh,
1: Think through those details <laughs> Yeah, not at all not at all and yeah, I'd read that you guys hit that he was uh, you know, he produced some of your uh, Stuff, but I didn't realize he was managing you as well. How did that? Uh, connection happen
0: Yep, so 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 like I said, there's a ton of mutual connections that we have up here in North County, San Diego. Uh, if He's in Vista. We're in the Escanito San Marcos area. And when you're here long enough, you kind of end up knowing a lot of the same people. Uh, so he was, uh, I think there was maybe some downtime on a tour with the youth. So he uh, posted somewhere on social media. And this, this is literally how it happened. He's like, hey, I'm looking to master some music if anybody uh, has any tracks. So we hit him up because we released our single about ghosts in 2019. And so he ended up mastering that song. He mastered which, excuse me, uh, he mastered that song and he mastered which rituals. And then when we were about to do Who's Afraid of 11 Wolves, the third single in our little string of singles that we released, he was on tour with the U's promoting their, their latest album. So he wasn't able to, to master the song, but then he was able to connect us with uh, a guy named Tanner Sparks, another guy here in San Diego. Uh, who does all the mastering and mixing for Switchfoot. So another just guru in the the sonic music industry and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and Switchfoot's
1: out there too in San Diego, right? Yep, yep, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great band.
0: Yeah, dude, mad respect for Switchfoot and everything that they're doing. But then, yeah, just the connection kind of started, and we just established a really cool uh, relationship with Joey. And then, uh, well, I'll I'll keep going on this one. We are about to release Who's Afraid of Eleven Wolves, and he's like, "Hey, let's hold off on releasing the song because it's pretty tight." Uh, and so he threw that out to some labels. And then, like, literally the next day, we were on the phone with Solid State. Um, and then at that point, that's when he's like, like begrudgingly, was like, "I'll oh, manage you guys. Like, you guys need a little bit of help as we jump into a label." And <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to ask but, how you guys connected with Solid State. That's that's yeah, uh, yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and so it's as simple as that. Joey just threw our song out, threw our stuff out to a couple of labels, and uh, uh, we ended up on the phone with Adam from Solid State a couple days later, and, and yeah, made it work from there.
1: Nice. And so that uh, that track then is uh, part of uh, Funeral Psalms, your album that's no, coming that, out, or no?
0: No, that no, that uh, Funeral Psalms is eleven brand new songs that uh, we recorded specifically for this.
1: Oh, yeah. This was from 2019 or whatever you're saying. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So so Wolves came out. It, that That's actually part of the crazy whirlwind of what we were doing is because we the pandemic, the pandemic had just started and we released Wolves and we are fully prepared to go back into our home studios and do everything ourselves again and do like an EP that we were going to fund ourselves. And then when solid state called, we, we pivoted to doing a full length album, like very quickly. Um, and made a very intentional decision to not do any, not bring any old material onto this new album, which was exciting and also kind of scary. <laughs> All
1: right, so yeah. So, uh, funeral Psalms is the name of it coming out April 30th. Um, now, uh, what what's like the message that you're sending out with this album
0: oh that's a good question uh dude straight up funeral psalms was created and recorded and written during a pandemic where (laughs) uh we had political unrest we had race unrest we had a pandemic we had people getting furloughed losing jobs uh just like a ton of uh a ton of static on the line so to speak and so we took all that frustration and anger for all that kind of stuff and bottled it up into this uh there's some biblical themes that run through this album which you could tell obviously by it being called funeral psalms where david in the book of psalms really uh had this open relationship with god and um cried out to God, was frustrated with God, yelled at God. And and God's response to that was like, awesome, dude, I'm so stoked that you're talking to me and having this relationship. And so we kind of treated it like that, where there's a lot of frustration and anger that we're putting into this album, but that's all personal. And hopefully people who listen to these songs kind of hear themes and stuff that resonate with them. And uh, there's something that everybody as an individual listener can take and, and apply to their lives, you know?
1: That's awesome. I'm glad uh, you brought that up, too, because like I was just having this discussion with a, a brother of mine from uh, my recovery group that I belong to. And uh, yeah. I, I, too, am a Christian. And, um, you know, it seems like certain people of the church like, oh, you can't you can't, you know, get mad at God. You can't curse out God and stuff like that. It's so I'm like, it's a relationship, you know, and when I'm angry, he, I'm sure he'd rather I come to him and scream and, you know. Let it's, loose, I'll, then not acknowledge him at all, you know?
0: So so this is a little complicated, and I want to be very clear that The Undertaking is not a Christian band. We're just a normal band that's like playing music together and getting together. But for me, I'm going to take my faith, and I'm going to apply that to the music. And and there is a little bit of a level, like this is going to be a controversial album for your quote-unquote Christian crowd because it's very raw, it's very authentic. And I think some people don't allow their, their beliefs, their Christianity, or even whatever religious uh, bend you have. I don't think they allow it to be this dark. And there's a lot of, uh, we're dealing with a lot of mental, issue, mental health issues and depression, anxiety. Um, like specifically the song O oh Negative is a song that's written in the pits of depression. And you're crying out and the, the, the end of that song says, I'm looking to the sky for help. Uh, for I'm looking to the sky for help for relief that isn't coming or something like that. And that's like when you're sitting there just crying out to God or crying out to the universe, whatever that looks like for you, and no one's answering you. And you're like sitting there like, am I all alone in this this depression? And uh, like I said, there's, there's some really dark themes that we play with that tie into my personal faith. And yeah, there's a real relationship that I have uh, with, with God and Like, I think he's stoked on
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and, I mean, sometimes the worst thing for Christianity are are Christians, you know. Oh, man, dude, tell me about
0: it. uh, They're the worst. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And and, I mean, uh, you're keeping it authentic. You're keeping it real. These are the questions that if we keep bottling everything up because we have to walk a certain path or whatever, you know, I mean, you know, I think I've noticed with myself, like I said, 12 years recovery. I, my higher power is is jesus christ you know and i'm not i don't ever claim to be perfect christian or anything i mean it my higher power was the only perfect one i know of you know and
0: yeah i well, one dude congrats on 12 years that's a huge accomplishment
1: thank you thank you and it's just like i just know that you know it, when i started taking off the you know everybody's perception of what my relationship should be oh you need to you need to follow jesus like this you need to do this you need to man that was just adding more stress and anxiety and making me want to go back out and drink and stuff like that when i finally had my personal relationship and made it personal and made it somebody that hey what especially this past year man it's just like what the hell f are you doing god you know but 100%.
0: 100%. And, well, so that's the thing is there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that want to put extra, um, steps in, in.
3: Hey, baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I got to tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Hoodoggle. And the name is Dream So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you've come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BoonDog10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's DreamNutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash boondog10 and remember dream is not spelled like dream daddy it's spelled d-r-e-e-m and start saving today because you deserve to feel your best and you know that's right so tell them dream daddy and your brand from today's boondog sent you
0: a lot of christians there's a lot of churches that want to put extra steps and extra things that you have to check off in order to be quote unquote christian and and that's the opposite of what that's religion and that's when you're buying into something that people say this is what you need to do and and then for me like personally like that raw and authenticity we're getting some slack right now because in no friends i say damn it because i'm 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 saying that I'm just a really bad person and I have a hard time being a good friend sometimes. And I'm like saying, damn it, this is hard. And people weren't particularly happy that I said that word. And it's like, yo, like wow. that's actually in in the Bible. And that just shows me, and again, I'm not trying to be brash on this, but it just shows me like you might not have an authentic relationship with God. And again, like I said, I don't care if somebody everybody has their own choice on what they want to get offended by, but <laughs> exactly.
1: It seems like they're choosing everything lately, but
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But yeah, you mentioned uh, the, the track, no friends. Uh, you want to touch on like the inspiration behind that one?
0: Yeah, dude. Uh So right off the top of the bat, uh, no friends. The title comes from uh, uh, Russell Westbrook, the point guard for the Washington wizards and Houston rockets. And he's, he's been around the league for a while. And, and he always says that when he's playing basketball, he has no friends, only Spalding. And so he's super competitive. And right when he he gets into the uh, basketball game, he 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 doesn't care about who he's playing against. He's going to go out there and do his thing. So that's that's where that title comes from. But the the concept of that that song comes from just it's tough to be uh, it's tough to be a good friend. Um, and I said it somewhere it's the ultimate plank eye syndrome song where people are so quick to judge the splinter in my own eye and they're ignoring the plank in their own eye um but on that on that thing I'm I'm kind of acknowledging like okay my friends suck but it's because I'm I'm a I'm a bad person
1: (laughs) yeah taking accountability for where um, we did wrong or whatever. It's like um, sure. kind of like in you know, a fourth step in recovery when we take that personal inventory, you know, and it's sure, just no, like,
0: dude, that's that's you, great. So
1: you can write that 100%. list out of all these people that harmed you, but what was your role in it, you know?
0: hundred percent so so in the chorus of that song, I say, I'm selfish, I'm rude, I'm conceited, I'm vain. And, and, and somebody actually thought, somebody thought I was saying that those were like good things that I'm like proud of being selfish and rude, but I'm like listing off these things that I like hate about myself, you know?
1: Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Keep it authentic people, you know, I mean, that's, what's going to connect people, you know, that are go. You know, that, Hey man, he's going through this and I'm going through this too. And he, this is how he got through it. So whatever, some way real and raw, is going to help more than, you know, putting on a shell. It's like when we're vulnerable, that's when the healing starts really.
0: I'm a, I'm big on authenticity and I'm a, I'm a realist. So, so I, even when I'm talking to you, like I don't, I don't do well in, in, uh, not saying what I I feel or think. <laughs> so I, I have no filter. And so for me, my music and my lyrics specifically have to be authentic. I need to be able to feel those things when I'm saying it on stage or singing these songs, or else it doesn't mean anything. And that's when you strip the songs of the emotion. And so I have a lot of fun. Like you have, you come up with this idea and you jot it down in the notes on your phone. And, uh, maybe it takes a couple months to really fine tune what the theme of each song is. And so that's for us on funeral songs. Every single one of the songs on the album has a theme and a through line that we really dive into in each one of those songs. And so I try to be really authentic in how I present my vocals and, you know, whether people like it or not, that's all stuff that I actually feel and, uh, you know, think.
1: <laughs> that's great. That's great. And it's like, you know, we were, everybody seems to be, like, walking on eggshells these days because of cancel culture and the woke movement or whatever you want to call it. It's just like you can't uh, – there's no conversation if we all can't come to the table and be authentic, you know?
0: Sure. Well, it's complicated. Or it, so, so either you go to one extreme where you're going too far into one direction or you're just becoming a cliché and you're just saying these words, especially in, like, hardcore where you, people – I feel like there's a lot of cliché – hardcore punk lyrics where you're like you're just saying that because at some point in like the 90s another band bands you heard um said something similar so you're just trying to recreate that and you, you, you're stripping those songs of that raw emotion that we can pour into these songs you know
1: yeah gotcha now you'd mentioned you know some of the the networking you're able to do in uh san diego there I, you know, unfortunately, when I, the times I visit, I never got to check out any of the, like, the local rock clubs or see any bands perform while I was out there. But what's the San Diego music scene like?
0: San Diego music scene is hit or miss sometimes. And and it goes back to the fact that there's so much to do in San Diego that you can either go to to a show or, like, go to the beach and hang out. And so there's, like, a big, you know, surf culture and stuff where – it. And this isn't a good thing, but this is why we lost the Chargers a couple years ago. is because there is so much to do. You're fighting for attention. People didn't go to the games, and so the Spanos moved the team out of San Diego. Same thing happens with the Padres. When the Padres are good, people go, but when they're bad, nobody shows up to the game. So, <laughs> excuse me, how that applies to the rock scene is like on a given night, there's a bunch of shows going on at on, on all these different venues. And San Diego is a very sprawled out city. So if you're going from one edge to the t- uh, San Diego, to the, the South edge, to the North edge, it's like an hour drive with traffic. So it's kind of hard to, to make your way around town. All that to say, there's a really, really rad kind of underground rock movement going on. We have uh, in our kind of hardcore punk rock scene, we have a couple of bands, man, that we love playing with. Doc Hammer, Occult, braggers. Uh, I can name off a bunch more. Uh, that when we come, uh, we bring a little crowd and we have a blast playing shows. Um, if you're familiar with uh, Azalea Dying, they own a the, the drummer and one of the guitarists actually own a, a venue in San Diego called Brick by Brick. Uh, and that's kind of one of our main metal and hardcore hubs here. And so we love playing there and they, they've done an amazing job of supporting the scene. Um and then there's a slew of other uh, little bars and stuff in the north park area that we we adore and love playing at
1: nice. And then, um, I wanted to kind of try and get into some of the uh questions that I normally ask when I have guests on here uh, like about sure. some of your inspirations and like your your like who's your top three musical artists?
2: oh man, that
0: so for me, I mean, like I kind of got to separate those into different facets so hardcore and metal there's the chariot uh which they used to be on solid state and they had just an insane live show you have every time I die um and then something like As Cities Burns I don't know if you know those bands but they're on they were some of them were on solid state and they're a huge inspiration for me but then on the flip side you have other stuff like you know going back to older stuff like Queen was just such a huge inspiration on me because of what Freddie Mercury was able to do with his vocals and all this kind of stuff but uh current Sufjan Stevens and The National uh have been very influential uh on me personally and how to emote through songs and I think uh Sufjan and then Matt Berninger, the singer of The National do just an amazing job of uh of putting their emotions out in their music And making it personable But then also having a little bit of mystique behind it uh, Which I think is cool
1: Nice And then um, Is there a particular Like song that you feel has Inspired you in life uh, Like uh, whenever you, you know Like we were talking about earlier Like you're in the deepest parts of depression Or something and you can just turn the, You can always go to this song and It kind of pumps you up
0: That's a, that's good. I mean, and, and, uh, that's a good question. There are some songs. So, so there's a, I went to school with a band, uh, when we were in college, I went to a band, uh, school with a band called urban rescue. Uh, and they, they have some really cool music that I have on a playlist. So when I'm looking for just something to kind of calm me down, I'll do that. I listen to a lot of movie soundtracks. And so, uh, there's some soundtracks that have come out in the last like 20 years that are my go-to just for, I kind of get in my mind right Uh, One of them being uh, The Assassination of Jesse James By the Coward Robert Ford Uh, Nick Cave from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds And then another guy Warren Ellis Made that album and it's like Freaking an hour of just amazing Amazing music and then another Guy named Clint Mansell who did the Soundtrack for The Fountain Uh, He did the stuff for Requiem of Dream Uh, He he has a couple albums that are just really good Um, But Then from an emotional standpoint, like, yeah, if I pick uh, like low teens from every time I die or something like uh, the fiance from the chariot, just going back to some of the bands that uh, have inspired me. Those are ones that like no matter where I'm at emotionally, I can put those on and and get to kind of a a good uh, headspace.
1: Nice. Nice. And we talked a little bit about uh, your time in school and everything. Um, What class do you uh, feel should be mandatory before kids graduate high school
0: you know in in high school I feel like we should be offering um something of like a budget and finance and just, I don't even know if what you it, like it's almost like a home X kind of class but more general like hey let's teach you how to run a budget and be smart with your money and and have a job if, if you have a job how to save and be wise with that because I feel like these kids, you know, you, you get out of high school and you go get a job and you're just spending money left and right. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree 100%. I got two teenagers, so.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. And you're, you're just like, hey, man, like, let me, like, explain to you how money works. And so I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a six-month-old. And, like, they have no concept of money. And so they're like, oh, this new Mario video game came out. And I'm obviously talking on a younger spectrum, but just already teaching them at a young age of like, okay, you want that, but we actually don't have that money in our budget. So we have to like save up for it and not to, not to overcomplicate it for a six year old, but at least still like instilling in people's mind that like, okay, this is how the world works. Um, Yeah. It's not all
1: instant gratification. Like, you know, they think today.
0: Right. Well, that's the hard part, man, is when you're in high school, you think you're invincible and you live in a bubble. And I know everybody's experience is obviously going to be a little bit different, but you know, you're either, you're either working out like Chick-fil-A or something like that, making minimum wage or your parents are paying for everything. And I don't know, I just think that it would be smart for us to be a little bit more intentional on training people up on how to, how to run stuff. And that dude, that applies to band and uh, band business stuff. I mean, oh you guys should print merch do more merch all this kind of stuff and it's like well you understand that merch costs money in in order to print the merch we have to like have x amount saved up in a bank account like it's not just like it doesn't just like appear out of nowhere (laughs)
1: exactly exactly and then i don't know i mean i don't know how many bands i've i've talked to since the pandemic that had boxes of merch ready to go on tour that they're just sitting on now you know oh it's the word take that hit
0: so right now, because in those shows we do everything as pre-order, uh, we we will do every item of merch right now that's on our online store as a pre-order. Once we get some shows, obviously we need to get some some inventory. But as of right now, like if you want stuff, like you gotta. No, I'm not trying to challenge people or be aggressive, but if you want a shirt, like you know, buy it and then we'll we'll print it for you.
1: Gotcha. And then um. Do you have, like, any particular, like, uh, morning ritual or routine that you do every day to try and get your day started and have the best day possible?
0: Sure. I, uh, oh, man, I wish I had an answer because I I thrive off of routine and a schedule. But with a six-year-old, four-year-old, and then a (laughs) six-month-old, like, our life is chaos. So number one, biggest thing, coffee. Like I need my coffee. I grind the, uh, we, I, we have some beans by a company called coffee cold that you can get online. And I grind those every morning, make fresh pot of coffee. And that's like what makes my wife and I, like we, we survive because of that. Ideally, I would love to wake up at like five thirty six, go on a run, get up before the kids get up and uh, kind of get my day going. But right now, so that's, a, uh, I, I like, I love running and that's how I stay active, so I try to get that in at some point during the day. But right now, sleep is a premium for us, so we try to get yeah. as much sleep as possible.
1: <laughs> I remember those days.
0: Uh, I we're we're done having we got three kids, man. We're done. I I, made, I surgically uh, made that made sure that that was going to happen.
1: <laughs> All right, nice, nice. You hear it here f- her first, folks. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, who are like three people who've inspired you, or you can credit for making you the person you are today?
0: Oh wow! Um, okay, yeah, that's that's great. Um, right off the top of the my, the bat is uh, I, I have to credit my parents. Uh, my my both my parents were so supportive of uh, me pursuing music and doing uh, basically like anything that we wanted to do. Um, not not i don't think it may make that in a big way but anything we wanted to do as kids like my parents were supportive of that and then like we always back in the day we always practiced in my dad's um, garage and then we we actually for the longest time we actually had our practice space in our construction office and so my dad's always just been a huge uh, uh support for me for our band uh and then just you know being a, a good dad and good mom i mean that's a huge deal um but, uh, I don't know if you recognize the name, uh, he's an author now, but Bob Goff is, uh, he, he wrote a couple books in the last couple years called love does and everything always. Uh, but before he got famous, quote unquote, he was actually my business law professor at Point Loma. Wow. And, uh, his perspective on life and how, uh, kind of the world works was very, very influential to me, um, in college in some years where like you're you're kind of seeking purpose and being able to spend some time in the classroom with him and uh being able to pick his brain on stuff that's a huge deal um and then uh so, so yeah actually you know yeah so, so we go to a church here in san diego called north coast church and there's two teaching pastors larry osborne and chris brown and those two guys uh, cause we've been going to this church for a, a number of years now and stuff. Those two guys have been a huge influence on on my life and my wife's life, how we handle our finances, how we uh, have our marriage, how we uh, handle parenting and all that kind of stuff. So that's, they've been a huge influence on us. So yeah, my parents, Bob Goff, and then uh, Chris Brown, Larry Osborne. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question, man. It's fun to, it's fun to think back on just who, who the people in your life, uh, who, who have helped you become who you are now yeah deal.
1: i like asking that question too it's because i mean you know it all it it, it tries to take it takes the brain back to gratitude if you're having a bad day and i'm doing this interview uh, you know some of these questions i try and ask to bring you back to a a good good place you know and think about good things think about childhood you know uh how well, how you can how well you can do for others and stuff like that so um
0: yeah man well one I, I Today, a day like days like today, you're talking about instant gratification and we move so fast as a culture, like taking a deep breath and realizing like where you are and how you got here and then the perspective that you have on your life, like you kind of start to realize like, okay, it, like it things could be worse and I'm grateful for what I have at this given moment and stuff. I think that that's so important and something we, I don't think we're very good at as a culture here in America.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. And I know for myself, like I've had to. You know, I mean, I, I, I use this same stuff on myself and now I'm just trying to pass, pass it along. Like, I got to remember to be grateful. Like, you know, um, I went through a lot of rough stuff, you know, getting 12 years, you know, sober and stuff. And there's still like, life didn't suddenly get magically better. But as time goes on, it's like, I handle things better. And I look back at, through the the valleys and I'm like, man, I'm glad I went through that because it helped make me who I am today, you know? Right. Um, now, another question I wanted to ask, uh, is, are there any, like, causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out?
0: Sure. Uh, uh, we support an organization called Outside the Bowl here in San Diego. They started at North Coast Church, and they have uh, they now have uh, super kitchens in uh, probably, like, 10 developing countries uh, at this point. I know there's uh, – so what they do is they go into, like uh, – like Haiti and and a place like that. And they don't just set up a kitchen and hand out food. They actually set up these kitchens, bring in uh, local people from the community to be part of the organization. And they're the ones who are working at these kitchens. And uh, so it's not like a a white savior complex where they come into these cities and try to uh, be like, Oh, we're here to help you guys get food. Um, But what they do is they partner with local churches and, and then hand out millions of meals through these kitchens because of what they can do uh, and i'm obviously not talking about it as eloquently as i could but they do, they've done an amazing job of going into these countries setting up kitchens and then bringing the local communities alongside them to help support and run those kitchens and then there's ownership in these places uh and then the the amount of meals that they're pumping out of these uh these facilities is insane um but really cool stuff so yeah outside the bowl of if you're looking to support an organization, they've they've uh, they're doing some really cool things around the world.
1: Awesome! And then speaking of like uh, memories that take you back to happier times and stuff like that, this is one of my favorite questions. Get a lot of cool answers. Um, favorite toy as a child?
0: Uh, I was uh, I was big into uh, Ninja Turtles. And the Batman the Animated Series – so Ninja Turtles and Batman the Animated Series were two of, like, my favorite shows growing up and still freaking are today because they're awesome. And so I had a ton of the Playmate Ninja Turtle toys that I just played with all the time. And then as I got a little older, I transitioned to, like, the Batman stuff. But I had freaking, like – yeah, like, the the shows on – x-men batman all those shows growing up like i loved those toys <laughs> but mostly the ninja turtles those those toys were super dope <laughs> nice
1: and then um i know we we touched on you know uh the military bases and stuff out there um but any message that you have uh for our military members that are currently serving overseas
0: yeah man i mean that's like that's one of those things that's so hard because again, like the, the, the pace that we live at in America, I don't think that we take the time to realize like what uh, our military has done for us in terms of just giving us our freedom. And, and I just always want people to understand that we appreciate what they've done and the sacrifice that they make. Cause I'm, like I said, I'm 33. So we have some peers. Um, we have some peers that, are deployed and how hard that is on the family members at home and people moving cross country and having to uproot their families to go to a new base or location. And that's just a massive sacrifice that people make. And uh, I hope, I hope everybody knows that we appreciate that.
1: Awesome. And yeah, I mean, you bring up the good point that a lot of people kind of forget too, is just like, it's not just that military member that serves. It's like their family serves along with them, you know, Yep, exactly capacity and they need to get, you know, um, should be more you know for for them as well and and recognition yep. and all that um so uh before we get ready and wrap up here um we talked a little bit about pre-orders and stuff like that if there's any you know for our virtual audience any um fans out there that listen to this interview are kind of new to getting to you know hearing about you guys want to check you out want to support you want to order some stuff in the meantime to support you guys where would you send them
0: uh, yeah, first and foremost, to be completely candid, I would send you to our Spotify, and it's a huge thing these days to follow your favorite artists on Spotify. Um, and we're all fighting in the algorithm of, you, you understand as a podcast, like,
1: yeah, yeah. You, you
0: know, you're always, you like and rate and review and all that kind of stuff. But for us, liking our Spotify page and then throwing our songs in a playlist is a huge support for us um, in any band that you support. But then also, yeah, if you want to go to the undertaking com, you can click, click through to our, um, our merch store. We have hats, shirts, hoodies, a bunch of options. Uh, and then if you go to dot com, you can pre-order our vinyl record, um, which we, uh, freaking massively appreciate everybody who's done that so far.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um, all right, Austin, man, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure talking to you, getting to know you a little bit. Um, and uh if I ever get a chance to make it out that way again, I'm definitely going to look you guys up and hopefully uh uh hopefully you'll be out playing again soon, man.
0: Yeah, we'll try to get out to Cleveland and uh well we'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, man, the rock calls
1: here, so yeah, I know a lot of guys like to check that out. So, yeah, we'll try and get connected one way or the other, man, but uh um Let's go. Before I before I uh, let you go, you want to uh mind doing one last favor for me?
0: Yeah, go for it
1: uh just cut a promo id for the the radio show just introduce yourself and say uh, i'm listening to today or you're listening to today's boondoggle
0: yes i can do that you ready for it yeah what's up what's going here i'll do it again what's going on guys i'm austin from the undertaking and today you are listening to today's boondoggle
1: awesome man thanks a lot austin like i said great yeah, dude. great talking with you and uh good luck with everything man
0: All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having us on.
1: All right, no problem. Bye-bye. All right,
0: bye-bye. one chief,
4: Tim, what was that one chief that took the ride back to Little Creek with us? Oh, God. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name. He was hilarious, man. He was sitting at the bar one time at the M Club, and he's, Luke. Lucas was there, and he's going to
3: Lucas, Yoda, no, Yola. No.
2: <laughs> because you looked at Lucas
3: without
4: a hat on head. He looked like Yola. Oh, nice. I have not heard I'm from up. Rich Holmes in forever. We used to send Christmas cards and then it stopped. I haven't heard from him in 15 years. Yeah, he was up there. When he rented that U haul and got us out of. Marine base. Mm-hmm. How was it? Uh, it was June. Wasn't that? Uh, was that? I mean, that was The year that
2: it
0: was a, the United was Silver flight.
4: Sword or the whatever we were down there for. Wasn't the year that the United flight went off the end of the runway in New York? That oh, you that guys were supposed uh, to uh, be we on. were down there. And I remember that, man. There was a group that was of ours that was we, supposed to be on that flight. We, we were we, on we, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got an earlier flight out of there. If, we'd, if we'd away, we if we had a wait and get we didn't get the flight. We stayed with our regular flight. and we had. Me and I went, like, there was 29 or 30 of us on that op. Yeah. And we went to the airport to change our tickets like we always do. Yeah. We get the earliest flight out. We're all busting out of here. Well, the earlier flight, what was it? The earlier flight that got out of Virginia went to New York. And sat there for three yeah. hours. We were on a flight later out of Virginia, but we sat in uh, Baltimore or somewhere. For three hours or two yeah. hours we basically got to cleveland an hour behind the other one but they couldn't put all of us on that flight so we said ah, fuck it, you know, you can't take us all we'll just stay on our regular flight and so we flew out and we got to baltimore and we're all in the bar because we've got three hours to kill before yeah. our flight home and we're sitting at the bar all getting drunk and there's our flight there's the flight out of the party that we would have been on just went in the drink that yeah, was funny. A, ga- a guy from work and his wife died on that flight. Really? There'd have been thirty of us on that I flight know, if they yeah. had like four more seats. We were just short of you guys. Damn! They wouldn't. It's kind of wild. Vegas. Well, yeah, we what were already done without you guys. So we ordered another round. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, hey, we just dodged one. But then we started thinking, what if it was like that movie? You know, where your, your time was up. Final destination. You dodged it. Yeah. yeah. Now they're coming after you. <laughs> maybe, our, well, we're to hide. maybe we're numbered. Yeah. You know. We were supposed to be on that plane.
2: and the of fight, Thank you for listening
1: to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondogger. www.anchor.fm forward slash todaysboondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo be sure to subscribe comment download and listen to us on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Play Spreaker and all the other podcast platforms out there please email us with any questions suggestions and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.
2: Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.